The way I kind of talk about it is try to invest in areas before they become front page news. Let's get ready to scale. Hey guys, thanks for joining us for yet another episode. Today with me is Arn Sinadella. Now, Arn has over 40 years of experience in real estate investing, so he's got a wealth of knowledge to share. He's the founder of Spark Investment Group. He's uh, Interestingly, his background, he actually has a BA and a master's in chemistry, <laughs> and he's coming to us from Greenville, South Carolina. Arn, welcome to the show. Hey, great, Jeanette. Thanks for having me on. Look forward to having a nice chat. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. So I actually want to know, now, how in the world do you go from a master's in chemistry to getting into brokerage to becoming a syndicator? Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, I'm a great planner, and I set the roadmap, and I stick to, stick to the plan. But um, I was born and raised on the San Francisco Peninsula um, in, in where what was to become Silicon Valley when I, when I was a kid, it wasn't Silicon Valley yet. It was still an agricultural area, grew up all South those mountain view. And as life had it, somehow I got back East, went to Colgate university, upstate New York, and then university of Michigan for grad school. And midway through grad school, I kind of came to the realization I really wasn't passionate about being a researcher or a scientist. And so uh, I wanted to return to the Bay Area. And I called my dad up and said, hey, dad, I'm finishing up at school. want to come back to the Bay Area. And he said, well, great. Come on out, get your license and I'll put you to work. So he was a residential broker in Menlo Park, California. And so I started 1978. Uh, worked full-time residential brokerage until 2014. Obviously blessed to sell real estate in probably one of the best residential markets in the world. Uh, Silicon Valley exploded, prices increased dramatically. It was kind of a really dramatic market. And um, my dad was a big single family home investor. And he kind of said to me, hey, Arn, the brokerage is great to create the income, but really to create financial freedom, financial security, wealth, you really need to invest. So use the brokerage income to start investing. And so I kind of followed his footprints, uh, footpath and started investing in single family homes, primarily in the San Francisco Bay Area. And of course, this was back in the 1990s when... Uh, sorry, actually the 1980s, when prices were relatively affordable. And so I built a rental portfolio there, then went into Austin, Texas, and started buying up in uh, Round Rock, Hutto, Leander, Cedar Park. And of course, that market did really well, too. Um, and then in 2014, my life partner and I, Laura, decided we're ready for a new adventure. And so we packed up and moved across the country to Greenville, South Carolina. And I kind of continued the single family stuff. Um, and then March of 2020, a young investor friend of mine here in Greenville called me, 
COVID had just kind of hit. We were kind of finally aware of the severity of COVID. And Mario says, hey, Arn, what do you think is going to happen to rent collections? And I said, well, I don't know, Mario. Talk to me on April 5th, and I'll let you know how my rent collections were. Um, at the end of the conversation, he turned me on to a multifamily podcast. Uh, and essentially, I started consuming podcasts for hours on the day. There wasn't much to do. COVID was kind of shutting things down. Um, and so at that point, I kind of made the decision to move into a new area of multifamily investing and have been doing that kind of since spring of 2020. And it's been a relatively easy transition for me with the career in residential brokerage. The kind of multifamily deals I do are garden style apartments, the construction, the, the mechanicals, the systems, dealing with the tenants is very similar to single family real estate. So that in a three or four minute cha uh, chat is how I got from A to B or wherever I am now. <laughs> yeah. Well, nice, nice. Thank you uh, for sharing that. Now, you know, there's a couple of points that I'd like to touch on. Um, you know, one of them being talking more about uh, actually the Carolinas. I know you have a portfolio there and uh, we're excited about a new deal that we have in the Carolinas as well. Uh, we already have another asset there, but now we're getting a second. Um, so I'd like to talk about that. But before we do uh, kind of get down into those types of details, you know, with 40 years of experience, uh, you know, within real estate, what would you say are basically the, the three most valuable lessons that you've actually learned along the way? Well, uh, great question. Um, I would say, number one, there's a strong recognition that there are economic cycles, there are market cycles, and these repeat fairly regularly. So, uh, a little rain must fall every now and then. And in my experience, kind of what I've seen is in real estate starting from the late 70s, um, you have six, seven, eight years of kind of growth boom times. And then typically there's a little bit of a disruption and there's a slight little pullback. And then that kind of plateaus out and sets the next sets the floor for the next expansion and growth. So now, do you feel do you feel like that's where we are in today's economy? I do. I do. I mean, if you look at it basically from 2012 to 2022, uh, it's been the sky's the limit, boom market, increasing values, increasing rents. And so it's natural and logical, in my opinion, to expect some kind of slight retrenchment, it's kind of like the market needs to catch its breath uh, and kind of uh, assimilate the gains, set a new floor for the next stage of growth. So I think what's happening is, is very typical. I've been through three or four cycles. Um, so uh, following up on that, I'd say point number two is Real estate is a long-term game. It's a long-term investment. And so what I would submit to the listeners is if you buy a piece of property today, 
and you look into the future seven to 10 years from now, I would say you're going to have a pretty reasonable, rational expectation the value of that property is going to be significantly more seven to 10 years from now than what it is today, albeit it may not be a straight line up, but eventually you're going to get there. And so if you have a long-term perspective in real estate, even in today's market where maybe values are a little bit volatile, if you can find good assets, good markets, you go into them with proper debt and ample cash reserves. That's another one that my old school dad taught me. Got to have ample cash reserves. So that plus fixed rate debt, you're going to be able to ride out a year or two of turbulence. No big deal. It's the way of the world. It's the way markets go. And as long as you ride through that, you're going to benefit five, six years down the road. Excellent advice, Arne. I could not agree more. Uh, I've been pounding a new phrase out a little bit more, calling, you know, basically it's patient capital. And I think that, you know, it's really important after such a after such a wonderful ride, you know, that we've had the last several years to remember that ultimately real estate requires patient capital. Um, and I really appreciate you just sharing your wisdom with us and continuing to basically move forward, uh, even with, you know, where we're at in the market today. So thanks for that very helpful advice. Yeah, sure. And I think, um, you know, investor, well, let's put it this way. Uh, Multifamily syndication investors maybe have been spoiled the last five or six years. We have That's with, true. with with <laughs> unbelievable returns. Okay, but that doesn't mean it's normal. And from where I sit, if I can invest my money securely and get a decent five, six, seven percent cash flow during the hold, and get a thirteen, fourteen IRR. I'm okay with that. I think Warren Buffett would be okay with that. So I think as limited partner investors, perhaps a little adjustment of your expectations. So yes, maybe it's not going to be party like it's 1999 the next couple years, but real estate can still do well. Uh, and the other question is, where else are you going to put your money? I can't really think of a better place to keep it in real estate. Absolutely. I can't say it better. So thank you very much, Arne. Sure. Now, um, what I'd like to do is dig into actually getting into the Carolinas, uh, specifically as a market. But before we do that, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Ready to Scale is brought to you by Blue Lake Capital, where we hunt down the best multifamily investment opportunities that we can find and invite investors to join in with us. We target Class B value-add multifamily properties across the Sunbelt. Our CEO, Ellie Perlman, invests a substantial amount of capital into every deal. This means our interests are aligned with yours. If you're an accredited investor looking to expand your portfolio and diversify sponsors, be sure to visit us at bluelake-capital.com. Blue Lake Capital, be bold, be extraordinary, and keep moving forward. 
All right. So Arn, now let's dig into the Carolinas. So you actually reside in Greenville, uh, but you also have your portfolio uh, also kind of scattered throughout the Carolinas as well, right? Will you tell yes. us a little bit about your, your Carolina portfolio and why the Carolinas? Well, um, so in my opinion, the Carolinas are a great place to live. It's also a great place to invest. So if you look at population growth uh, over the last two or three years, you know, we'll see Texas, we'll see Florida, and then we're going to see North Carolina, we're going to see South Carolina. And, and, and those are based on absolute numbers of population growth. But when you kind of recognize South Carolina, for example, is a relatively low state, the percentage population growth in South Carolina is really kind of off the charts. Uh, coming from Silicon Valley, owning my house for 28 years, um, theoretically, we could have moved anywhere we wanted in the country. We chose Greenville, South Carolina, fell in love with it. And so there's a good quality life, reasonable weather, um, North Carolina has a lot of great universities. They've got the Research Triangle. In South Carolina, we have BMW, Michelin, Volvo, Boeing, Mercedes-Benz. So there's a huge auto manufacturing component here, which provides the type jobs that provide a great tenant base for kind of this class B type property. It's kind of middle of the road, middle income, safe, solid housing. So industry's moving here. It's relatively tax friendly state. Um, you have the Blue Ridge Mountains, you have the coast. So there's a quality of life here that's good. Um, I-85 is an interstate freeway, and basically it starts up at Greensboro, Winston-Salem in North Carolina. Raleigh Durham's about an hour to the east. From Winston-Salem, Greensboro, you go to Charlotte, about an hour. Greenville, about 90 minutes, and you're two hours to Atlanta. And so this whole I-85 corridor is booming uh, it reminds me of what happened along I-35 in Texas between Austin and San Antonio. It's wall-to-wall -wall people now. 20 years ago, it was farm country. Um, with logistics and transportation becoming huge, investing along a major interstate corridor, I think, is good. So there's a lot of factors to like about the Carolinas. It's still relatively affordable, and uh, people are moving here. Here in Greenville, a lot of our friends have moved from Boston, New York. They're coming for a lower cost of life, a little bit more relaxed lifestyle. But of course, they're bringing capital and income. And so there's an investment here. Uh, the other big industry in the Carolinas is hospitality and leisure. And again, that's kind of... Uh, a, a potential tenant base for our, our assets and so forth. So uh, uh, it's a great spot. Uh, things are booming and more investments coming in every day. 
Yeah, I could not agree more. Um, you know, you checked a lot of boxes. We're looking at having a strong and diverse employer base, which uh, in turn obviously leads to a targeted tenant base that you want to you know, be able to attract to your properties. Uh, you're talking about the lower cost of living, the quality of life, uh, the nicer weather. Uh, I definitely agree with you about, you know, growth along key corridors. Uh, originally, I'm from Texas myself, actually, okay. even though I'm in Boston now, but I used to live in Shirts, Texas, which is on the I-35 corridor tucked in between San Antonio and Austin, which you're right, that whole area really has boomed. Uh, and it really is, I think, being able to recognize those opportunities in, in a timely fashion and moving with them before a lot of that continued growth expands out even further, right? Yeah, the way I kind of talk about it is try to invest in areas before they become front page news. Um, and certainly the entire Charleston MSA, Somerville, Myrtle Beach, that's a real growth area in South Carolina. And then the other growth area is up in the northwest part of the state, which is called the upstate. And it's basically anchored by Greenville. So those two uh, locations are really where most of the growth is happening. Absolutely. I think also another very important factor that's attractive for investors is the fact that it's landlord friendly, which of course is extremely important because I think asset management right now is more critical than ever because of where we are with, with the economy, right? 100%. So, um, uh, you know, there are regulations and you have to treat tenants with respect uh, and personal courtesy. Uh, but you also need to be firm and uh, they need to understand paying rent is part of the deal. We provide housing in return. You have to pay rent. And so the courts are fairly straightforward. If there's non-payment of rent, it's not a three, four month hassle to remove a tenant. It all happens within about 30 days. Uh, and trust me, coming from the San Francisco Bay area where, uh, let's say the landlord is presumed guilty uh, and has to prove his innocence. It's much different in the Carolinas. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and definitely a very important factor that we look for um, when we're, you know, identifying the markets that we want to continue to deploy capital into for sure. Well, Arn, thank you so much for great advice, uh, great insights. I think that this has definitely been beneficial for our listeners. Now, we do have something that we call the lightning round questions, which are five questions that I ask all of our guests. So are you ready? I'll do my best. All right. So what do you actually do for fun? Uh, I'm kind of a fitness nut. So I generally get up, go to the rec center for two, three hours uh, in the morning, and then um, probably play golf three, four times a week in the afternoon. So I like to keep busy. I like to keep moving. And um, uh, the, 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 the personal fitness helps in so many other areas, your mental sharpness, your emotional stability. And so uh, I think it's important that we each, each of us can find time to kind of tend to ourselves. Uh, as I say, uh, if you take care of your body, your body will take care of you. So I really enjoy the fitness. It's also social at the gym and at golf. So uh, that's what uh, one of the things I enjoy most. 
Excellent. Excellent. Now, what about um, a fun fact? What is something that most people don't know about you? Oh, boy. Um, well, so my name, Arn, what, where did that come from? I'm kind of Italian heritage. Arn kind of sounds uh, Norwegian, Scandinavian. And actually, way back in the day, there was an old comic strip called Prince Valiant. Most of you are probably too young to remember and Prince Valiant's son was named Arn. So family legend has it. That's how my parents named me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a fun fact. Thank it, you for sharing. <laughs> yeah. Now, what about books? Uh, what book have you read that's really been, you know, kind of pivotal uh, in your own life that you would recommend investors should also take a look at? Well, I like to do a lot of personal growth work. Um, and so, um, one book that was instrumental was kind of The Power of Now uh, by Eckhart Tolle that talks about to the degree we can stay in the present, life is good right in the present and we're more effective and we can focus and bring energy. So I think uh, uh, that's been a big one. Um, I don't know that any financial books have been big. I think my father was a mentor and I kind of incorporated his, his kind of philosophy, which is kind of old school. Uh, don't get too far out in front of your skis. Um, and, and so that's where I kind of learned the investing bit. So the personal growth is, is important to me too. Awesome. And actually, along that note, exactly, one of our goals here at Blue Lake is to really build an extraordinary life where, you know, this is about a lot more than just money. So what would be your advice for our listeners that are really focused on building an extraordinary life? Uh, yeah, great question. So I would say real estate investing for me has created great work-life balance. Uh, it's created the income that I'm pretty much in control of my time and I get, to, I get to decide how I spend my day. So I think the world is pretty hectic. Many careers are extremely demanding. And so I would just suggest start investing, invest regularly, keep investing and over a 5, 10, 15 year period, you're going to create enough net worth and cash flow and income where now you have options. If you love your job and you want to keep working at it, that's fine, but maybe it's not as much of a grind. If you want to say bye-bye and go do something else, you can. So uh, the, the income, the net worth, the financial freedom, allows people to have options where they get to decide what's most important to them. So it's not, it's never been uh, to me about money or having a certain amount of money. It's more, how do I create the life I want that's balanced with productive activity, but socialization, community, recreation, relaxation, and how do you create that kind of on a daily basis so your life is good and stress levels are down? And, and so 
uh, it's a great way to go and it just opens up so many options for people. Excellent. I love that advice. Uh, and of course, I agree completely. Now, last but not least, Arn, if our listeners want to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Um, so I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, either under Arn Cinadella or Spark Investment Group. So that's a great place. My website is investwithspark.com. And um, reach out, happy to chat real estate. Uh, love the Carolinas. We've been here eight years and uh, we're not looking back. It's been a great move for us. So uh, always happy to talk to people about the Carolinas and help fill them in on, on what's going on here. If it's a market they're looking at. Awesome. All right. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Arn. I really appreciate your wisdom and your insights. And for those of you joining us today, thank you as well. Uh, please make sure to like, rate, and review the show. Leave us some comments. Let us know what you'd like to hear more of. And in the meantime, continue to be bold, be extraordinary, and keep moving forward. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.